3: glad you're with us can you believe one
0: week from today is christmas day where does the time go i mean it just flies unbelievable times we're living in 800-941 sean if you want to be a part of this extravaganza you know now we have a second vaccine the one that the mob and the media the ones that big tech told us the one that joe biden said is not gonna be a miracle well it's kind of miraculous that is now done and now being distributed and now given uh, approval and now being put in the arms of healthcare workers and providers on the front lines uh, of this pandemic, uh, which is amazing. And, and it's going to be getting into nursing homes and then in the general population. Uh, has anyone in the media ever stopped to think what an incredible accomplishment pushed, driven by a guy that's a businessman named Donald Trump? We can barely ever say a nice words about him. As a matter of fact, you're loving Democrats, open, kind, loving, you know, the one that thinks we're all mother effers. I'm sorry, that's Joe Biden's chief of staff, Um, like James Clyburn. They're actually urging Biden to establish an independent commission that would assign blame for people that died from the pandemic. And they want to put the blame, where do you think, on Donald Trump? That's how sick. It has gotten. When you think it can't even get sicker, it does. Congresswoman Omar complaining that about the dangerous criminal neglect of Trump and his administration. Did anyone ever tell them that he's the one that built the hospitals, got the PPE, got the mask, got the gloves, got the ventilators, built the hospitals, sent the navy ships and ships, etc.? No, I guess not. Couldn't ever give him credit, you know. I, I don't know how I miss this. Um, American thinker, you, you probably don't know this. Remember I told you there were the two most widely quoted studies on hydroxychloroquine were both pulled. One was from Lancet, and I forget where the other one was. I think it was the Journal of Medicine. I don't, I'm not sure, but I know one was Lancet. They were pulled because they weren't properly reviewed And wouldn't live up to a real peer review. Pretty amazing. Now, we talked to you about Dr. Daniel Wallace, the foremost expert in hydroxychloroquine, who wrote his letter back in April that the risk of using hydroxychloroquine in the doses we're talking about are nil. And again, it was Dr. Oz saying, well, of course, we wish we had the studies that could prove this, 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 and this. But if the risk is nil, uh, what have you got to lose? You go to war with the Army. You have not the one you wish you had. And we have people like Dr. Harvey Rush on this program and Dr. Josh Umber on this program and Dr. Oz on this program and our medical aid team on this program and people from Baylor and people from UCLA and, and all over the country. Put them all on. And they were all telling you, no, it actually taken early. Now there's numerous studies, starting with the Henry Ford study, that showed, yeah, you, taken early, it actually is very helpful. The AMA, when none of us were looking, American Medical Association Now, they had vehemently opposed hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID. Now we have results that say the opposite. The mob and the media, because Donald Trump mentioned it, they just were clubbing him every day over it. Now they've reversed course. And I bet most of you didn't hear about this. The foremost group of medical experts now apparently agree with Donald Trump that hydroxychloroquine is safe and it's an effective COVID treatment. Thanks for telling us all nine months too late. And by the way, Dr. Reich has said, now he's the Yale University Professor of Epidemiology. We actually had a, a nice webinar with him and Louis Gohmert and Rand Paul, etc. I think we can put it back up if we on Hannity.com. He said that if the medical establishment had endorsed the use of hydroxychloroquine early on, instead of flooding the public with bogus information to discredit this life-saving medicine— a whopping 75,000 to 100,000 American lives could have been saved. Gee, thanks a lot, American Medical Associations and all you, uh, all of you other people that play politics with a pandemic and still are playing politics with a pandemic. The AMA adamantly against hydroxychloroquine for the past year, a few days before the presidential election, they reversed course. They reversed their opposition. The end of October, very quietly issued a new statement conveniently overlooked by the mob, giving the green light to doctors to prescribe it to their COVID patients. Resolved that our AMA rescinds its statement calling for physicians to stop prescribing hydroxychloroquine until sufficient evidence becomes available to conclusively illustrate that the harm associated with the use outweighs the benefit early in Disease, the disease course the updated position is we clarify our support for a physician's ability to prescribe the FDA approved medication for off loose use label if it is in her or his best clinical judgment with specific reference to the use of hydroxychloroquine and a combination of therapies for treatment of the earliest stages of COVID-19 well what really changed since last spring the aforementioned Harvey Risch uh The guy from Yale who we've had on this show, the number of Americans that died, he's saying 75,000 to 100,000 people might have saved their lives. Anyone going to have an investigation? James Clyburn is now going to have an independent commission looking into that. I mean, it's really insane out there on every level, on every topic. Got Louis Farrakhan, apparently good friends with Warnock, uh, is actually losing it and now, you know, White devils and my God teaches me the white man is the skunk of the planet Earth, and obviously, very anti Semitic. He's now claiming and urging his disciples to abstain from taking the coronavirus vaccine because it contains, quote, toxic waste and was designed by white devils and crackers to hurt black people. Hour long speech that a virtual speech to the National African. And Black Leadership Summit this week, he goes on to say the vaccine is part of a death plan that began with whites making blacks more vulnerable to coronavirus. We have to survive because the death plan is in motion. What is the death plan? We're so frightened over this COVID. Well now they're getting us ready for the vaccine. And he said, Brothers and sisters, do you believe that Satan is concerned about vaccinating you? You trust him after all that he's done to destroy us? You trust him? And your trust is sickening because you love your enemy and you hate yourself. You could allow him to stick a needle into you and say he's helping you. Okay. Trump says the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine distribution will start immediately. Well done, medical researchers. Mike Pence got it done on video. Uh, I felt sorry for the poor nurse. It had nothing to do with the vaccine, but she passes out, I think, at the sight of blood or whatever. And... You know, a lot of people have that condition. It's very common. So I get an article, I get a column written by Newt Gingrich today, and I'm in the middle of doing usual, normal show prep, and I read it Why I Will Not Give Up. I don't know about a lot of you, but this has been like an emotional roller coaster for me. It's been hard. I mean, these five years of Donald Trump from the day he came down the escalator, I mean, we've been through a lot. You know, I, I'm, I got the crap beat out of me daily for saying that he would govern conservatively. People didn't believe me. They thought I was nuts. How could you say that? He said this once. He gave money to Hillary. He did this. He was pro-choice for a while. Now he says he's pro-life and you believe him? And the answer I gave was, yeah, I do. And I vouch for him because that's what I truly believed, and I have an obligation to tell you the truth. I never thought in this country we would live through a scenario where deep state powerful operatives would use a Hillary Clinton bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier as the basis to spy on a presidential candidate and then a president. It happened. And nobody in the media cared. They still stand by their Russia collusion hoax. They've never recanted their false stories and false narratives. And the the Trump-Russia collusion truthers are all over the place. Then the whole impeachment thing with the brave, courageous, patriotic... Hearsay, anonymous, whistleblower, non-whistleblower. But now they ignore all the whistleblowers, just everyday Americans that sign affidavits under penalty of perjury that want to tell their stories about what they saw that was wrong about laws being broken during our, our most recent election. So Newt writes this thing. i read some of it to you. A smart friend of mine, moderate liberal, asked why I was not recognizing Biden's victory. Because on they made the case that Biden had gotten more votes. Historically, we recognize the person with the most votes. Normally, we accept the outcome of elections, and just as we accept the outcome of sporting events, why is this different? What caught my attention is New writes this next line. It says, "It took me several days to understand the depth of my own feelings because I think I, I I think I've had the same issues with this. It's very hard to believe it can happen here." It really is. I don't know. I'm I'm always thinking, what's the next whatever to drop on my head? But I kind of believe that most of my life we're American. This can't happen here. Well, it's not only possible they spied on a presidential candidate. It's not only possible they spied on a president. They did, and it's not even, never thought it would possible they wouldn't get put away for these crimes. So far, they've mostly gotten away with it. I never thought it would be possible that, you know, Laws just shun to the side and irregularities, and uh, are the likes of which I've never seen in my lifetime before it can happen. It's happened here. That's why so many of us are so angry. Anyway, so he goes, It took me several days to understand the depth of my own feeling. As I thought about it, I realized my anger and my fear were not narrowly focused on votes, my unwillingness to relax and accept the election. Was grew out of a level of anger and alienation unlike anything I had experienced in more than 60 years of involvement in public affairs. And he said the challenge is that we are not disagreeing with the left within a commonly understood world. This is what makes this different. He's right. But that was the same with Russia. It's the same with Ukraine. If they cared about foreign interference. Why didn't they care about the dossier? If they cared about quid pro quos, why didn't they care about Joe using a billion taxpayer dollars for, to get a prosecutor fired to protect millions going to a zero-experienced son. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. They did it simultaneously, impeaching Trump when they had one eyewitness that said, yeah, he told me no quid pro quo. And he writes, we live in alternative universes. The left's universe is mostly the established world of the forces who have been dominant for most of my life. My world is the populist rebellion, which believes we're being destroyed. Our liberties are being canceled. Our, our re- religions are under assault. And he talks about, you know, governors keeping open casinos, but they keep churches closed. And the po- COVID policies have enriched the very wealthy who have done really well while crushing middle class and small business owners. And points out rightly 160,000 restaurants may close. Then he talked about some history involving Andrew Jackson and the controversial results in the old order and what he stood for, et cetera. And then he talks about when uh, my candidate won, it was blamed on Russians, which we know four years later Clinton's own team financed the total lie. And the FBI twice engaged in criminal acts, one in avoiding the prosecution of someone deleting 33,000 e- emails. And had a subordinate use of of a hammer to physically destroy hard drives and phones. And a second time lying to FISA court judges to destroy, for example, General Flynn and cripple the new president. The Democrats wanted to cooperate with Trump so much they began talking about impeachment before he was ever elected. And he talks about the Washington Post. Then he talks about Madonna. I think an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Remember that? As we roll along Sean Hannity show, so Nuke goes on in his column, the Democrats wanted to cooperate with Trump in 2016 and so much they banned to talk about impeachment before he was even elected. Think about what they put this man, his family, and any supporters through because we're all a bunch of mother effers, according to Joe Biden's team. Anyway, and then goes on to, you know, point out what Madonna said, dreaming an awful lot about you know, blowing up the White House.
4: And to our
2: detractors
4: that insist that this march will never add up to anything, fuck you, fuck you. But this is the hallmark of revolution. Yes, I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot. About blowing up the White House.
0: What was the reaction of that? Not much. Newt goes on about when Twitter, Facebook censored the oldest, fourth largest newspaper founded by Alexander Hamilton because it wrote accurately, as we now know, uh, where are the New York Times and Washington Post? Where was the pious democracy dies in darkness? Tragically, Washington Post is now part of the darkness, he goes on. Zuckerberg spending $400 million hiring city governments to maximize turnout in democratic districts you know the the censoring and and of all conservatives he mentioned russia in particular five tweets in a day censored when i read that apple has a firm ruling uh uh of never uh, irritating china and beijing and all the deep stuff says the election process itself was the final straw in creating a crisis in competence which is now accelerating and, and deepening. And goes on to say, "When I watch story after story about election fraud being spiked, something sick is going on. And then he goes, the censorship of, a, of the hundred percent true Hunter Biden story in the family of the Democratic nominee, the last president, all this money said censorship worked exactly as it was intended. Biggest donation out there this year. Officials in virtually every swing state breaking the laws. Whistleblowers, I'll add my words now, ignored. Laws broken. Laws shifting. Laws changing. Dead people on the voting rolls. Rejection rates 27 times less than what they were in 2016. You not see that this is really dangerous. We'll continue. All right, 25 now to the top of the air. I know Christmas is next week, and I'm not in the Christmas spirit yet. Is anyone there in the Christmas spirit yet? I'm not in the Christmas spirit. I guess kids are in the Christmas spirit. Good for them. Maybe we ought to end up go back and return as children and see if the world becomes a little more sane. 800 941 Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, you know, it just is a very powerful column that I thought New wrote here. I mean, you just think a lot of these things can't happen in America. And the thing is, is the left never cared about Hillary's dirty dossier, Russian disinformation. She paid for it. We were all lied to about it. They knew that the subsource and Steele's dossier said this is all BS. And they still used it as the bulk of information to acquire FISA warrants to spy then on a president at that point. They knew that in January 2017. They dragged the country through hell. Hillary got away, distracted away from the 33,000 Deleted emails that had been subpoenaed. I doubt any of us would get away with that. And then you have, they never verified. the top of a FISA application. says verified. Never did that either. Had no problem destroying Carter Page's life. Had no problem, you know, doing what they did to General Flynn, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort. Who else? I'm forgetting somebody. And, you know, 29 guys, tactical gear, frogmen, CNN cameras, for lying to Congress, the Horowitz report. Yeah, they actually referred uh, the top brass in the FBI for the exact same thing. Did anything happen? No. You just stop and you think, I never thought that could happen, but it did. You know, I guess the, the tipping point for me is I listen, and we're going to have some whistleblowers on today. Their story is incredible. One got fired for just telling her story. These are just these are these are our fellow American citizens signing affidavits, just wanting to tell their story. The whole impeachment thing, what was it based on? It was based on the fact that there was one brave. We were told courageous. We were told patriotic. We were told anonymous. I knew the name, but I respected the anonymity. I said you can find it if you want. Google it. And that's one. You know, one, one hearsay whistleblower wasn't even a real whistleblower. Got whistleblowers all over the place in the states that we're talking about. It was an amazing document I spent a lot of time reading today as well. It's called The Immaculate Deception, Six Key Elements of Election Irregularities, put out by Peter Navarro. And he goes through an executive summary that's pretty devastating. And looking at the fairness, the integrity of the 2020 elections, let me tell you something. This this is going to be studied for decades to come. He identifies six specific areas where we've had problems, and he's not wrong. Voter fraud, ballot mishandling, contestable process, fouls, equal protection clause, machine irregularities, significant statistical anomalies, all of which we have touched on on this program. And he goes through very specific numbers and, and very specific You know, arguments that as you read it, if you were on a jury, it's it's pretty darn powerful. The election irregularities that went on and then just so happens, the six battleground states. I mean, do you really believe that Joe Biden was so popular, he got 15 million more votes than Hillary and Barack Obama? Do you really believe that while he underperformed from Hillary's vote numbers for totals from in major cities for with African-Americans and, and minorities, but just the six cities in the six states that we're talking about, he way overperformed in some cases by seven or 8%. You know, so then, you know, when, when we bring up the issue in Wisconsin about the law and how the, in Wisconsin, early voting is prohibited. They do have laws that accommodate people. If they're confined to their homes and then they would have these voter drives and have people literally say that they were confined to their homes at a park. Some 200,000 impacted ballots and the application processes prescribed and written in the statutory language, totally ignored. Or what happened in Pennsylvania, again, legal, constitutional. We have the legislature bypassing their own state constitution. Then you have the whole Georgia fiasco of signature verification and you know look at the numbers of 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 underage people people that moved out of the state dead people voting in nevada none of that seemed to move people and then the supreme court not seemingly caring about the texas lawsuit you know where is your standing well the standing is that if these four states don't follow the constitutional process as laid out in our own constitution, then the people of Texas and all the other states, 18 states that signed on to this thing, those voters' rights are disenfranchised. But the hate is so palpable, so real against Donald Trump that it, it really doesn't seem to matter to a lot of these people. And that's where, you know, now we're, now we're teetering on the brink here. If you're going to be able to use a dirty, bought and paid for by one candidate, Russian dossier, but ignore, every, ignore that completely, it takes on breath, breathtaking hypocrisy to do that. And nobody's really been called out or held accountable for it. If one group of people get to ignore subpoenas, subpoenaed emails, good luck with that. I don't think it's going to work out well for us. You're conservative you spit on the sidewalk it looks like you're going to go to jail you lie to a fisa court you say the material that you're putting in an application is verified and nobody lifted a finger to verify it then they actually prove it's unverifiable and false but they continue to use the bought and paid for dossier how does that happen in the united states How do we have one simple law that partisan observers, statutory language that specifically states partisan observers can watch election counting? And that's ignored too. How is it that the United States of America can send people to the moon and back and rover to Mars? How is it possible that we we have one firm area of agreement you never get the media liberal democrats and conservatives to ever agree on anything today but they all agreed there were massive flaws in the dominion voting system they all criticized it klobuchar wyden elizabeth warren the professor at princeton tenured it's an expert in this particular field of endeavor i never knew there were experts in this but apparently there are Two tests in the state of Texas in 2019 did not meet their quality standards. Three machines tested in Georgia. This one came in last place, but that's the one they got. I guess it was the cheapest. I don't know. I'm guessing. How does that happen? Don't Americans deserve the best system? Why do all these these European Union countries no longer rely on machine balloting? Why, do we, why did we not know that the New York Times and actually the Baker-Carter Commission all warned that mail-in voting lends itself to a lot more fraud? How does a secretary of state bypass a state legislature in a lawsuit and come to a consent agreement that literally sets up two sets of standards for casting a ballot in this particular case, Georgia? One, one standard that's very rigid you need photo ID you have a, a, a signature database that verifies that the signature matches what's on the database of so people that vote it's it's a high integrity system but if you mail in a ballot there's no there's no voter ID and as long as the application matches what's on the ballot that's good meanwhile they're supposed to have the signatures on the exact same computer system in the state and i guess the most unbelievable part of all of this for me and it's just it's kind of hard to wrap your head around isn't it because you say to yourself those kids can't happen here it's happened you know lois learner happened the benghazi lies happened and the mob and the media doesn't care because in this case they just hate donald trump Big tech companies did what they did. They censored information. Same companies that had no problem printing everything all related to the Russia-Trump 2016 conspiracy theories. Now everything, that's why I'm like, uh, okay, I got to get off of Twitter and go on Parler. That's why people are leaving. By the way, I'd keep your Twitter account for a while and just... Tell everybody, I'm going to be using Parler. Might as well use them for free advertising or Rumble or any of these other people. People are looking for alternatives. I mean, it's um, there's so much at stake here about the country. By the way, we have just under 50,000 people have registered in Georgia between the general election and the runoff. I had heard 108,000. Are you right or am I right?
5: And that's an article that just came out now. Um, there's I a, read
0: today 108,000 people that didn't vote in on November 3rd now have registered to vote.
5: So there's an article that came out in the Brunswick News that talks about the Georgia GOP uh, taking on Glynn County Board of Elections to court, citing potential uh, for tabulation of double votes. And in hmm. that, they talk about the fact that just in the time since the general election to right now, there's 50,000. New voters. And I think a big part of that is because on Twitter, speaking of Twitter, uh, Twitter and TikTok and Instagram, all these kids that are in college are talking about how they're being paid to move to Georgia and declare it their new residence and register to vote and they're getting payoffs to do
0: it. Well, that was encouraged, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, by Stacey Abrams and others. 100%. And then uh then the Secretary of State for once did something. By the way, did you see De Blasio's comments, Comrade de Blasio? Our mission oh, is Bird? is to redistribute wealth. We gotta get our Let's buddy Bo Diddle. Uh, Bo thinks wife. I'm mad at him. Bo, can you tell Bodle I'm not mad at him? I uh I told I don't him. have email anymore. I, I love Bo He's a trip. Him. Anyway, our mission is to redistribute wealth. That's what their mission is. I'm just telling you, there seems to be there seems that we have become so busy, I guess. And I'm not blaming people because I see so many people trying. I think the worst part to me, though, is and we're going to actually meet some in the next uh, hour. The worst part for me is when you when I've interviewed all these people that were ignored by everybody else in the media, these whistleblowers. I'm just like looking at them and I'm like, that's like salt of the earth. Great people that are not going to sign an affidavit under penalty of perjury, about a, an, a about something that they did not actually see. Now, you might have a few hardcore partisans that I guess might be stupid and be willing to do that. It would be stupid. You don't lie under oath, period. You don't do it. You pay your taxes. You just got to pay them. You know, friends say to me, yeah, I just take this deduction. I'm like, you better pay taxes. That's what I tell everybody. Well, oh, Hannity, you should fight for lower taxes. I do fight for lower taxes. Um... But the question is, you know, one of the things that you got to remember historically as I was reading this, and I'm just thinking about it, is there is an ebb and there is a flow. And I don't know what it is about the human condition. And this was what we discussed at length with Live Free or Die. Socialism's history of failure. Is that there is this ridiculous appeal, and I understand it on the one hand. Everything is going to be free. We're going to take away every fear, natural fear that people have. We're going to give you college loan forgiveness. We're going to guarantee you a job. We're going to guarantee you a wage. We're going to guarantee you a vacation. We're going to guarantee you health, healthy food. We're going to guarantee you the the best health care. You know, how to keep your doctor, plan and save money workout. And we're going to guarantee your retirement. Well, how are they going to pay for all that? They're going to push everybody, just like everybody's leaving New York and New Jersey and California. They're all going to leave the United States next. You ready? Who's the billionaire that left recently? There's some billionaire guy, I think, went to New Zealand. There's a big story. I guess they, the, the rich people aren't stupid. The ones I know, I don't know anybody that ha- is a trust fund kid. Everybody I know that has any money, they work their ass off for it. I don't know, that, That's a, that's all I know. And yet, this is the bastion of freedom. And you look at, you put all these things together and you say, well, it couldn't happen here. All of it happened. They spied on a president, they spied on his campaign. Nobody was held accountable. That's dangerous. Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, our number, you want to be a part of the program. Well, I'm not going to stop talking about it because it's that important, and that is 18 days from now. And that is actually ongoing with in-person voting in Georgia, and it is is so crucial, it is so pivotal, it is the consequences of which are way beyond anything that I think I could really even completely explain more than I have and uh, consequences for the president consequences for the entire country um, Raphael Warnock listen we have new tape on this guy I mean you want to talk about somebody that has been radicalized it's You know, it's so amazing to me that all of this information exists and these guys think that nobody's going to care. I mean, this is a preview of of coming attractions. This is this is what life would be like because he will be a rubber stamp for all things radical, democratic, socialist. It is what it is. It just is, you know, reality. And this is radicalism from a guy. You know, they're they literally, if you want to preserve the president's hard work, if you want to protect the president's family, if you want real investigations into real abuse and power to continue, well, then George is going to be important to you because radicalism awaits. I mean, he, listen to this 2017 sermon. Warnock is, is preaching about wanting to dismantle the American empire.
6: To set the captives free and to preach the year of the Lord's freedom. In other words, I came to dismantle the value system of the empire but here's the problem the religious folk who should be fighting with me against the empire are in cahoots with the empire it's religious folk who are trying to steal money from the poor and give it to the rich through this terrible tax bill there's some jacked up theology coming from American pulpits and
0: then, again, this this is a guy we know about his extremist past, praising Louis Farrakhan, the nation of Islam, comparing the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to George Wallace, repeatedly disparaging law enforcement officers, claiming Americans can't serve both God and the military. Wow. And you got the other extremist, John Ossoff. Well, he now appears to be taking his quids from Congressman Swalwell, and from quid pro quo, Joe and zero experience Hunter, because in a new ad that David Perdue has put out, they're exposing some of Ossoff's troubling ties himself to the Chinese Communist Party. Remember Christine Fang, his girlfriend, he doesn't say a word about the nature of the relationship. Raises money, gets interns in his office. You got to be kidding me. You know, he's on the House Intelligence Committee. Got to be able to trust him. What did he tell her and when? And we have a right to know, not because of any period interest of any kind. We just need to know if he's compromised. I already think Joe and Hunter are compromised by China and other places. Anyway, listen to the new ad.
4: News reports recently uncovered that John Ossoff's being paid by the communist Chinese government through a media company with ties to a tech giant accused of spying. Unbelievable, but absolutely true. John Ossoff won't hold China accountable. He works for them.
0: Now we're finding out, in spite of denying it, uh, that Raphael Warnock, by the way, defended this guy, Reverend Wright, brought him in as a guest speaker at his church in 2014, flyer for the event, found on Facebook, advertised Reverend Jeremiah Wright, guest preacher, Warnock's historic Ebenezer Baptist Church, campaign spokesman for Warnock's uh, rival, Kelly Leffler blasted the move. Not only did he praise uh, Reverend Wright, Mr. G.D. America himself, he thought it was so great he invited him uh, to preach in the pulpit at his church. Pretty amazing. What's the state of this race? Matt Towery, he's with uh, Insider Advantage Polling, syndicated columnist, John McLaughlin, pollster, McLaughlin and Associates. Look, we've been going over this this race. As this new information comes out, I've got to imagine, Matt Towery, and you're from Georgia, this this has got to have an impact on people.
7: Well, I think so. I mean, Sean, you're from not from Georgia, but you spent a lot of time there. You know that state better than TV or radio. Uh, it's going to be tight. We know that. Uh, I am seeing some signs that things are shifting a little bit in the direction of the Republicans. Some of these demographics, we can watch the turnout on a day-by-day level. And some of the demographics that they need in order to win are beginning to come into line. So I'm a little more optimistic about the Republican chance on the Democratic side, though. We've yet to see exactly the degree to which the combination of the way they count votes in Georgia or don't count votes combined with the rather brilliant efforts of Stacey Abrams, how much effect that's going to have. It clearly has had an effect. There's been a, long, a strong turnout early on um, in the early voting and the absentee voting uh, among the African-American community, and that's a lot of her work. But we'll have to see if the Republicans can catch up. It looks like they're beginning to do so.
0: All right. So my question is, Matt, there's one hundred and eight thousand mail in ballot requests from people that didn't vote on November 3rd. That concerns me, that number.
7: Yeah. And let me uh, address something that's going around the media today. To your point, Sean, there's a discussion about how the secretary of state in Georgia is now going to have a, a signature check of the of every county in Georgia. That's not really true. What it is is going to be a sample signature check done by the University of Georgia. I don't expect to see anything out of that that would equal what would have happened if we'd actually had a real-life signature audit. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of questions out there related to how these votes are counted, where they're coming from, these absentee ballots, and whether there's going to be any integrity in them this time, because there was a lot of question about
6: the integrity the last time.
0: You take John McLaughlin, and you're following it closely yourself.
6: That's true, because uh, uh, I'm watching Matt's polls, the insider of polls, when, when I, I'd worked for Governor Deal in the past there, I'd worked for Doug Collins in the past there. They were always spot on, and and Matt's last polls have a one-point lead for both Senator Purdue. And Senator Loeffler—that's way too close, way too tight—and we know from the the, the November third election that the State Secretary of State didn't keep records of the six hundred thousand votes that were cast in drop boxes that were funded by uh, Mark Zuckerberg and and strategized by uh, uh, Pluff, uh, who was who was uh, uh, Obama's campaign manager. And it's amazing that the, the Secretary of State, without uh, authorization from the legislature signed a consent decree to allow these drop boxes to exist, where, you know, that's the tool for ballot fraud. And the Republicans here are struggling to to keep up with this, and they stole the election from, in effect. I'm, I'm
0: told the drop boxes, unlike the November election, are being monitored in real time. And they're also being videotaped. That's what I'm told. Is that not true? or Is that true?
6: Well, if you videotape them and you have no signature verification, you're seeing people go up there, drop 20, 30, 40 ballots into these things. And you don't know where they came from. Well,
0: I don't think, and are I mean, people I mean, legally allowed to drop 30 ballots in a drop box? Who's going to, they're, they're just going up and dropping. Well, it's going to be on video. Then that you you, awesome. you make an estimate of how, you, you you zoom in, you find out how many they're dropping in the box, and then you render them. Not legal. I mean, you don't get 30 votes. Nobody gets 30 votes.
7: But, well, Sean, Sean, just think about how, how much video helped us with State Farm Arena. I mean, we actually saw video of all kinds of things going on there. And even when they saw the video, they, they, it was right in front of their face. No, one, oh, it's fine. It was declared fine by the Secretary of State and everyone else. So, yes, You're not supposed to drop 30 ballots. But is that going to happen? Very questionable.
6: By the way, nobody stopped them last time. They don't have records. And we have a post-election survey where the 12% that voted in the drop box voted for Biden 73-27. Now, those are live people that we actually talked to. God knows what. They did. And there's no lock. So after the drop boxes, the ballots get picked up before they get returned to the secretary of state. What do they do with them? They
0: don't particularly like me in the secretary of state's office or the governor's (laughs) office. They just tend to not return my calls. I don't know why I'm a very nice person, Um, but they won't return my call. But I'd like an answer to the question about whether or not the envelopes with the signatures on them are going to be retained for this election, which they weren't in the general election, number one, number two. Uh, I'd like to know if the partisan observers, according to statutory language that are allowed to observe the vote count start to finish, if they are making con- concessions and con- taking into consideration uh, social distancing so that there can be real observation of the vote count. Is that, does anyone have an answer? Because I'm not getting answers.
7: I have absolutely no answer, and I've not, my entire roots in my company are in Georgia and Atlanta. I just simply don't know. Um, I don't think any really, anybody really does know. I know this anecdotally, now this is anecdotally, a state elected official told me yesterday that their ballot was sent in, the absentee ballot. He scribbled his name, um, allegedly, to see if it was rejected, and it was not rejected. Now, I don't know if the actual check occurs now or if it occurs when they actually count the votes. It's hard to say. No one can give you a straight answer about the way Georgia elections operate, including the secretary of state's office. That's the really alarming part of this. But the good news is, I think there will be more vigilance this time. They know the heat is on, and I think that will lure to the benefit of these Republican candidates. I don't think they'll get the treatment that Trump had in the general. Not quite as bad.
0: I've got to believe that there's got to be some concerted effort this time to protect the integrity of the vote, uh, and that would include voter ID. Now, on mail-in ballots, is there any need for voter ID? John McLaughlin?
6: No, there's a need for signature verification. And the voters in Georgia wanted to have a special session for signature verification, 58% to 38%, and Governor Kemp didn't call it. And the country's watching this. We have a poll this week where we said, it's on our website, mclaughlinonline.com, do you believe there was election of voter fraud in the presidential election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump back in November? And among all voters in the United States, they said 46% yes, only 45% no. So people are seeing this, that President Trump, I saw the president last week at the White House, and it, and he said, you know, they stole the election. I said, yeah, I said it yesterday on Hannity radio. And he said, keep keep saying it. And it's like your listeners understand the more evidence that comes out. This is this was a national scandal where the the two the two candidates Biden and Trump are separated by forty three thousand votes in three states Arizona Georgia and Wisconsin out of one hundred fifty eight million votes that decided the election, 37 electoral votes. So this election easily was stolen. And these drop boxes and the uh, Dominion systems, uh, uh, that that voting system, are definitely the culprits. And the more evidence that comes out that gets examined, the voters in the United States are seeing that there was fraud in the election. And Georgia needs to stop it right now before uh, January 5th.
0: Now, I did ask Kelly Leffler and I did ask David Perdue this week if they felt confident that the efforts were being made for poll watchers and lawyers and and chain of, of custody issues and the drop boxes. They, they seemed assuring that there were what, 4000? I think Kelly Leffler told me that they had 4000 people volunteering to be partisan observers of the vote counting. The only question is, are they going to be six feet back, 20 feet back, 100 feet back? Are they going to be let in the building or not? Are they going to be kicked out of the building? Are we going to have ballots and suitcases this time and only certain people get to stay after you throw out the media? I mean, I, I'd i like to know the answer to these questions before the 5th, but, I, you know, the people of Georgia don't have the luxury to sit it out and wait for the answers, Matt. Sean, to your point,
7: uh, it hasn't been publicized in the newspapers and the like, but I've actually read the letter. Fulton County, the elections board, decided to fire one of the individuals who was actually working... Uh, as a poll worker, as someone who was helping look over how, how votes were being counted, they let her go after she testified at the Senate hearing that was held uh, that Rudy Giuliani and others testified at uh, just a few weeks ago. She's, in she's coming on so the program
0: tells- right in the next hour.
7: Okay, well, now you know. So so that tells you they're not letting up. This is going to be hardball all the way
0: to the finish. Yeah. I, 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 you know, the thing about Democrats is when they get committed to something, they, they commit. Republicans, oh, they're just they're so unfocused. And, you know, the president sent out a tweet, Republicans need to learn to fight. The one lesson that Republicans should have learned from Donald Trump is that if you make promises, keep them. If you fight for what you said you were going to do, they will reward you with more votes in other words talk doesn't get you there and from for too many politicians swamp creatures john mclaughlin that's all we get is talk 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 talk
6: and and that's why the voters of georgia need to get out and vote for Luffler and purdue because if we don't get out, and, and now Matt, and I know uh, uh, Robert Haley, the other pollsters, they, they're putting in a, a fraud factor. We need to overcome that with real people getting out there and voting, because there were 5 million votes on November 3rd. There's already 1.1 million votes cast in Georgia, either in mail or early in person so far. And if our Trump voters don't get back out, um it'll be a terrible thing for the whole country and we is that about the, the same
0: questions. percentage i mean you're not expecting a vote turnout similar to election day are you
7: i think it, it's going to be getting high. stronger
0: sean yeah it's you think stronger, this is going to be stronger than on election day
7: no, 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 not stronger than election day, but it is getting stronger. I thought it was weak to begin with, but now the turnout's beginning to look strong for a U.S. Senate runoff in the winter time, and that bodes to the benefit of the Republicans. So that's that's why when I we started the show, I said I'm beginning to see some indications that caused me to think the Republicans are picking up a little bit. But what we got to watch this: the early voting has to stay strong, and Republicans like to vote on election day. You've alluded to it several times, Sean. What if we have a, a winter storm? What if something happens and they can't get to the polls? So the more people people who go to early voting for the Republicans, the better they do. Waiting till election day is probably not a smart
0: idea. All right. I'm going to let you both go here. Matt Towery and uh, our friend John McLaughlin. And I, I don't know how many ways, times I can say it to the people of Georgia, but your country needs you right now. Uh, even if you're angry and frustrated at local politicians, state officials, it doesn't matter. He, we've got to try, as the, the great movie Braveheart says. 25 now till to the top of the hour. 800 nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program, uh, we continue uh, with a lot more information on the state of Georgia. One thing that has really frustrated me um, in the course of this entire election and post-election is that we were told when impeachment occurred at the, if you can believe it, uh, almost a year ago. That's what we were talking about. Um, that we were told that whistleblowers were brave, whistleblowers were courageous, whistleblowers were patriotic, and the whole impeachment debacle, and it was, was based on an anonymous, and it turns out to be not even a real whistleblower, a hearsay whistleblower, non-whistleblower, and with one fact witness. Everybody else was either an opinion witness or a hearsay witness. The one fact witness said, no, the president said no quid pro quo, said it. Um, ignoring, by the way, the, the breathtaking uh, example of of quid pro quo Joe firing the prosecutor and zero experience hunter. But I don't want to digress. All of these people that have signed affidavits under penalty of perjury, all of these people that have told their stories. Notice they're not being called heroes. They're not being called courageous. They're not being called patriotic. They're being ignored by the mob. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. We have not ignored them. I have found their stories believable, compelling, enlightening. And, yeah, they've been courageous in telling these stories. There's even been some blowback for many of them. Bridget Thorne joins us. She is a Georgia precinct manager for AC-13, Johns Creek, and also a poll tech. She was certified, interestingly, by Dominion, who subsequently fired her for speaking out about what she saw as infractions that she observed uh, on the day, on Election Day and the days that followed. Susie Boyles is also with us. She is the Georgia State Director, National Board of Directors, who also worked on the day of the election, November 3rd. Longtime poll manager in Georgia. Says she suspected fraud uh, based on what she observed in the hand audit process. We bring back Garland Favorito is with us uh, to discuss the findings that, that he has talked about with us in the past, about Dominion and some other things. Now, Susie, uh, you're. I'm going to start with you. You're a longtime poll manager, and you suspect right. that, and you suspect fraud based on things you, you saw. Now, did you sign an affidavit?
4: I did sign an affidavit, and um,
0: you know that's affidavit. under penalty of perjury if you lie on that, right? That's correct. Hmm. Okay. And you t- tell us what you said. You served over two decades. I understand it as a Fulton County poll manager. Tell us.
4: Um, If I can take just one second, our oath actually says, I will use my best endeavors to prevent any fraud, deceit, or abuse in carrying out the same, and the same means the election, and it goes on from there. Um, And I took that oath very seriously. I saw um, issues with a lack of chain of custody throughout, from the Sunday prior, throughout the election, seals were broken, Uh, seals were non-existent doors with memory cards did not have the proper seals on them um our poll pads were not programmed properly and that was one thing that bothered me because they they reprogrammed them as they would my apple computer but i'll skip forward to where i was recounting um i was asked to in quotes audit um ballots on the fourteenth, starting on the 14th and anticipated through the following wednesday that would have been saturday through wednesday Um, The first box we were given, there again, it was just taped clearly together. I mean, it was clear packaging tape. It had the secretary's seal slapped on the top, but nobody had signed it. So there was no evidence as to who had handled that box last, where it had been handled. And we were given a seal to seal it again when we were done. But we went through this box, and all of a sudden... These were set together in batches of 100, and one particular batch, when I pulled it out, was just such a stark contrast. It didn't have any soil from your hands or um, no little bending of the pages. They were stark white. They were pristine white with no folds in them. And this particular batch happened to have had a 100 and 10 in the
0: batch, which was unusual to begin with. You know, I mean, I'm mean, ups- i listening just to your voice, and, you know, doing talk radio for 33 years, you get to, under, you, you get to know a lot about people on their voice. You hardly sound like the type of person that is going to sign a legal affidavit uh, under penalty of perjury and lie about what you saw. So these ballots that are separate and apart are pristine, if I'll use the word I believe you used on TV, and no folds, no bent edges, and you believe that that was a sign of fraud because the stark difference between the rest of the ballots, correct?
4: That was the first thing that made me pay attention to this batch. Right. The The second thing was the way they felt. They just felt differently, and I've been doing this for over 20 years, so, you know, you know how things feel.
0: So you, and that's based on your experience of doing it two decades. Bridget Thorne, let's talk about your experience.
8: Oh gosh, where do I start? Um, you
0: got fired, by the way. I'm sorry to hear that. Have you gotten another job?
8: Yeah. <laughs> well, I I I was just a temp employee. I'm a precinct manager. I've worked about nine years as a Fulton County precinct manager, and I decided to get certified to be a tech worker. Um, and be trained by Dominion. And then I got called down to the warehouse um, to work as a, a poll tech. And, you know, down there, I just saw things like real ballots from early voting that weren't secure. You know, they just came in by the thousands from State Farm Arena. And just anybody in the warehouse could just open them up, dump them in suitcases. People left them, went to dinner, You know, they were just everywhere. Uh, But I was told, you know, don't worry about it. You know, there was no oath, no two people at a scanner. Uh, They weren't sealed when I left at 10 o'clock at night. You know, some of them were still just sitting on the floor in suitcases. The next day I came
0: back. Is that that normal in all the years you've been doing this to see ballots in suitcases? Why does that strike me as very suspicious? Well, as a
8: manager, if we open up the ballot box, we have to announce we're opening the ballot box. There has to be two of us there. You know, there's A, a
0: there's box, no not suitcase. a suitcase, right?
8: Right, but we put them in a transport suitcase at the end of the night, and we have to seal it, and then we take it to two people have to take it to the check-in center, because it can never be left alone by itself. So it was just kind of appalling that there's these people, and most of them were friends and family of Dominion that were working down there, except for the poll techs, and they were just taking ballots and dumping them out everywhere, and I don't know. I I was concerned. I expressed my concern, and I was scolded that they've been doing it all week. Don't worry about it. And then I was in charge. My job down there was to print test ballots, and we printed real ballots on real paper. And they would go lost. They would go missing. I could print whatever ballot I wanted to print. And one night, late at night, I found people printing random ballots at the stations. So that was just kind of a concern. Um, And then the day of the election, um, we are given emergency ballots in our precinct. Uh, my precinct got 400 emergency ballots. And these emergency ballots are also absentee provisional emergency ballots. So they can be used for all three purposes. Um, and mine didn't show up for my, my 400. They gave me just cheap, simple yellow paper ballots. And when I called the warehouse, I couldn't find them. And they still, to this day, they I don't know where my 400 Absentee, provisional, emergency ballots are. So that was kind of a concern, and I went through the proper channels. Um, I felt my I felt my concerns were bipartisan concerns. I, so before the election and after the election, you know, I I sent emails to Fulton County Elections. Never heard back. I contacted the Secretary of State before and after the elections. I never heard back. I called into the state board of elections meeting and I was muted after 15 seconds of speaking. The first time they don't care. Let me
0: tell you what it is. Isn't that sad? They don't care. Mm.
8: Yeah. The first I hear back is two days ago when they told me I was no longer needed as a precinct manager.
0: After ten years, you're you're done. No more help from you.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you oh, get paid a lot of money doing that, don't you?
8: I do. Just yeah, loads. Um,
0: yeah,
9: I yeah. mean...
8: The, the same person that. Sent me the letter to tell me I was no longer needed. It's the same person that prior to the election wanted to know if I'd be interested in instructing other poll workers.
0: Unbelievable. All right, quick break. We'll come back with real whistleblowers Bridget Thorne, Susie Boyles, Garland Favorito.
1: Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access. to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can
2: afford to travel this summer.
0: All right, as we continue with uh, real whistleblowers, you know, the brave, courageous, patriotic type that the mob has been ignoring. Uh, Bridget Thorne, Susie Voiles, and Garland Favorito are with us. Let me bring in Garland and, you know, on top of your story, which you've told us on Radio NTV, and you're hearing all of this. You know, the one thing that stands out in my mind and really I find extraordinarily frustrating, bordering on rage at times, is nobody wants to hear from the Susie Boyles, the Bridget Thorns, or the Garland Favoritos of the world. And, you know, the brave patriotic label of whistleblowers goes out the window. Your thoughts?
10: Well, thank you, Sean. And uh, you're right, I'm really upset about what happened to Susie and Bridget, because I know them both uh, personally. And uh, what is really frustrating me is us add a little bit more to the story here that just minutes before we um, uh, are recording this actual show, the Secretary of State says that he is uh, issuing a... a call and for, against uh, the firing of Bridget and Susie. But what he didn't do, this was political cover, because what he didn't do, he didn't open an investigation into why they were fired. What he did was he put out a press release. So I just want to make sure that it's not just Fulton County, who is bad enough, but the Secretary of State is still continuing to cover up for Fulton County, and that's just totally unacceptable.
0: You know, um, listen, I will tell you that it is it is just an amazing thing as you as you all watch this. Bridget, you get fired. Susie, you've been doing this for decades and nobody wants to hear from you people. Um, I always thought the American people were the heart and soul of everything that makes the country great. And you're just trying to tell your story, all of you signing these affidavits. And I'm like, nobody does. Does anybody from the media in Atlanta ask to talk to you besides me?
10: Well, I guess now, CNN uh, is too far away. <laughs> well, hey, um, Sean, that's, that's a great point, because there is a blackout here of this whole issue by the local news media, and we have to go to folks like yourself to actually... Are yeah, we're
0: stuck with you, Hannity. You're all we got. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me feel great, Carlin. I'm movies. feeling great about myself. Go ahead.
4: That's okay. We love you.
10: Well, you used to live here. So. But yeah, so, so that, it's very frustrating because we have all these sworn affidavits, and then you'll get a news organization to just polyparate whatever the Secretary of State says is un- when it's unsubstantiated and it has no basis in fact, or, or substance. And, the, and they'll, they'll quote that, and then they'll let these, all these sworn affidavits that we have made just uh, go down the drain and be ignored. So it's very, very frustrating for the, for the get local news media coverage here.
0: Unbe- unbelievable. Well, the only thing I can say is thank you to all of you um, You you know, I, I, I think I can hear a lot. You can hear somebody's heart and their voice a lot. They always say that radio is a heart medium. And I'm sure it's not easy. bet most of you or none of you had ever signed a affidavit before. But you did hear because you thought it was that important. And so many others, hundreds and hundreds around the country have only to be ignored by news media that only seems to like anonymous hearsay whistleblowers not the real people with real eyes on the ground that have real experience in some cases decades and the irregularities that happened in all of these states um the sad tragedy in this is that we you, we get to a point the american people don't have faith trust confidence uh and a belief that there's integrity in our elections and we got another one on january 5th in your state anyway i'm going to give you a final thoughts bridget what do you want to tell people
8: um, I just want everyone to know, I was, you know I'm i reluctant to go to the media. I'm not a public person, but I'm just forced to when there's been no response from anyone in charge. I finally got the chance to testify at the Senate hearing. I thought somebody in elections would respond. And instead, a senator tweeted out that she's being to, forced to listen to bonkers conspiracy theories. And now, instead of addressing the potential fraud, they've decided to fire the whistleblower. Where does a concerned citizen go? I, I mean, it's just so frustrating. Is anything going to be fixed? Is anyone listening?
0: Uh, is I that... really begin to wonder, you know, the, the, the trust I have in institutions is now almost completely eroded away. And all my thoughts over all these years that it can't happen in America, it happened. That's sad. Bridget, thank you. Susie Boyles, thank you. Garland, thank you. We appreciate you telling your story. When we come back... Uh, A lot more we're gonna get to, uh, and your calls straight ahead as we continue.
11: This is Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. I have been a combat fighter pilot for nearly 20 years and witnessed the heroic sacrifice required to keep America free. 13 years ago, God inspired me to start Folds of Honor. Our mission is unwavering. Honor the sacrifice by providing educational scholarships to the families of our fallen and disabled veterans. The need is great. In the wars of Iraq and Afghanistan, over two million military families have suffered death or permanent disability. Nine out of 10 receive no federal education assistance. Folds is proud to stand with these families and provide the life-changing gift of education. We have awarded nearly 28,000 scholarships since our inception. Please join our mission to educate America's most heroic families. Visit foldsofhonor.org and join our squadron with your $13 per month pledge. Freedom is not free. This is your call to duty.
0: So, by the way, uh, Lieutenant Dan Rooney, he's really been the founder of an awesome tra- uh, charity we've talked about. I-, I know he's been featured on Fox a lot, Folds of Honor. He has a brand new book out, Fly Into the Wind. It actually came out in November uh, I had the honor of writing a blurb for it because I believe it to be a 100 percent true. It's a powerful read. And, you know, he's a fighter pilot, three combat tours in Iraq, PGA professional. Amazing story. Founder of Folds of Honor. They've raised now more than one hundred and thirty five million and awarded more than twenty eight thousand scholarships to the family members of fallen or disabled soldiers. He's a two-time recipient of the Top Gun Award and has received many decorations, including the Distinguished Medal of Service, uh, Distinguished Service Medal, to be more accurate. Also, the Air Force Commendation Medal, the Air Medal, Global War on Terrorism Service Medal, Air Expeditionary Medal, I mean, for his service and patriotism. uh, He was also given a Volunteer Service Award by President George W. Bush, and the Air National Guard's Director Service Award and the Ellis uh, Island Medal of Honor. I mean, this guy is pretty amazing. Uh, Anyway, today, by the way, is Dan's birthday and his 22nd wedding anniversary. Uh, Congratulations on both. You got married on your birthday. Pretty clever.
12: Yeah, Sean, it's a blessing to be with you, and thanks for uh, the support and the awesome blurb for flying to the wind.
0: Tell us, you know, your life is so amazing. How do you go from... Being this amazing fighter pilot, three tours of duty, then them being a PGA professional.
12: Well, Sean, I you know I grew up; it was my dream as a twelve-year-old kid. And I told my dad, I was like, Dad, I want to be a golf pro and a fighter pilot. And have been really blessed to uh, to continue to do both of those, uh, serve in the United States Air Force Reserves, and, and be a PGA professional, and you know combine those. Uh, more importantly, to uh, to support the military families that we do at Folds of Honor. Yeah.
0: You know, it's just an amazing, amazing life story. And how did how did this all come about? Because you become one of the, you know, biggest organizations helping the military uh, in the country. And tell us how that all came to be.
12: Well, you know, I, I always say, and one of my favorite things in the book, I talk about go before you're ready. And I think that's the the common DNA that ties you know great things together, um, and in life and. You know, we started this organization above our garage, literally, and uh, no money. I'm I'm not very smart, but uh, I had a passion in my heart. And 13 years later, 28,000 scholarships, about 140 million dollars out the door to provide education to spouses and children who've had somebody killed or disabled. And Sean, I think one of the really cool things that's come to light this year about Folds of Honor is that 41% of our recipients are minorities. And you know, my humble opinion is the only way we find equality in this country is is through education, and you know we're proud to uh, to support these families and make sure that they're not left behind.
0: You know, I, I mean, you think of the sacrifice, one of the things that I've been really, really focused on, and Donald Trump, you know has has talked about long protracted conflicts and wars and boots on the ground. One thing that has changed, uh, for example, post 9-11, we did not have the, the modern weapons of warfare that we currently have. Now, do I think you're always going to need intelligence assets, some people on the ground, in locations, gathering other intelligence, etc.? Yeah, that's probably always going to be needed and critical and crucial. But the idea that we can hit with pinpoint accuracy the, the head of a pin... In any place in the globe, by pushing a button in Tampa, Florida, is pretty impressive to me. But more importantly, that means, you know, we're not going to have a situation hopefully ever again where our our national treasure, our young kids are banging door to door, um, you know, going house to house in a a godforsaken place like a racket like it was at the time.
12: Yeah, and it's hard to believe. I mean, I spent, you know, the better part going back and forth over a decade of my life to Iraq. And, you know, you look in the rearview mirror, and I think all of us agree that, you know, this is not the highest and best use uh, of our military. But the realities are that, you know, we lost a lot of lives. Um, There is, you know, tremendous you know psychological issues that our veterans are dealing with and really that's that's where we're able to step in at folds and you hope that we always learn from the lessons of the past to to your point and that we do this more efficiently and um and not put masses of of soldiers in in harm's way
0: it's amazing when president trump took off the the handcuffs that had been placed on our brave men and women in the military And these idiotic rules of engagement of the Obama administration, well, then and only then were they able to beat back the caliphate because guys like you, fighter pilots, went in and frankly, they bombed the living daylights out of them with pinpoint accuracy, avoiding as much collateral damage as we call it or civilian casualties as we call it and doing it effectively.
12: Yeah, and and just having the cuffs off to your point to be able to do the job. And I've you know been fortunate to serve under three commanders in chief, President Bush, forty three, who's a a dear friend and and a good golf buddy now, and great supporter of folds.
0: uh, President Obama, I swear, you're just dropping names here and there. Yeah, and uh, Uh. and uh, and President. Is is he a good golfer? Because I suck. Is he good?
12: Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He plays really fast, and uh, I love that. There's a rule to have two balls in motion, and uh, he is uh, he's really good. He tends to miss right, which uh, makes sense. Oh, really? When you By the way, it. I don't think anyone <laughs> plays
0: faster than Trump. He does a round in two hours, drives on the green, on the tees. He doesn't care. No. Have you
12: played with him a few times?
0: I went out with him. Let's put it that way. Plays a whole different ball game. So it's the, it's the most bizarre thing is if you're in a golf cart and you're a president of the United States – I mean, the fairways are literally, you know, you got guys with, you know, big, huge weapons and 40 carts all around you and red dots all over my forehead. You know, it didn't help with my putting.
12: No, but you can never lose a golf ball with Secret Service. It is awesome. They're forward (laughs) deployed to find your errant shots.
0: Yeah. Did they roll it for you? Did they move it out of the junk and move it from behind the tree for you? Uh
12: I not for President Bush. He's, he's an honest golfer. I can't speak for President Trump. Well,
0: I don't want to play with him. I don't want to play with anybody that's good at golf because I only play. Uh, I suck golf, which is uh hit hit it in the bushes, just drop another ball. Yeah,
12: but you're but you're passionate about it, Sean. And that's no, all I'm know. not
0: that passionate about it. I mean that that game has passed me by. I used to be a good athlete. that That sport has humbled me, and I think that you know I used to be a hockey player, so I can if I do connect, I hit it far. I got a long drive, um, but it's a matter of whether it's going to go straight, left, or right. You never know. It's always a guessing game.
12: It is. It is. a lot. Uh, it's a good metaphor for life.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I wanted to wish you, first, a happy birthday, second, a happy anniversary, third, I want to thank you for all the good work you do every day, and fourth, I want to remind people we put your book up on Hannity, uh, com. It's on Amazon.com, bookstores, anywhere. Great gift for the holidays You know, fighter pilot, three combat tours, then a PGA professional who's offering me free golf lessons because I'm so bad at it. Um, I'm only kidding on that part. But, uh, Dan, thanks for all you're doing every day. Colonel, we appreciate you always being with us.
12: And God bless you, Sean, and Merry Christmas to the whole crew there. Amen. we got
0: a great team here. All right, on this uh, Friday, let's get to our busy phones. Uh, You know, Linda, what are you doing for Christmas? You've been so busy. You've been working with so many people. Yeah. Yeah. you know, trying to get to the bottom of all this election stuff, like all of us have been. Yeah. And you got little Liam, who's what five now, right? He's five. I can't believe that kid is five. And by the way, he's all boy. This kid. And he looks is like a he's trip. about. He looks like he's about fifteen. I love this kid. This so kid tall. is, uh, you know, the, he's like a parent's dream, except I nightmare too. Because you know what? He, you know who he reminds me of? Me.
5: Yeah, I, I don't envy your mother and father. <laughs> God rest their souls.
0: You don't envy what?
5: I don't envy your mother or your
0: father. God rest their souls. Well, you know, my mother said, "Don't leave this house." I say, I would always say, "You can't stop me." And I walk out. Yeah, it's Isn't that horrible? Rude. The,
5: the sketching, the egg throwing,
0: all that. Oh stuff. no, that's you. Don't even begin with the real stories because then it gets worse. But um, so does and I, is he still into trains? Because he always loved in past Christmases train sets.
5: Yeah, our world is all about trains and uh, and Nerf guns. And looking
0: for oh, on you the mean shelf. Santa's going to bring a Nerf gun? How shocking!
5: Yes, our Santa believes in two A freedom and the Constitution. He's a big Trump fan in our house, so Santa is all Isn't about. Amazing,
0: that. not it amazing though? The Wonderman in a kid's eye on Christmas Day when they come down. <gasps> Santa came!
5: Well, we have been doing. We have a letter box in our house where we uh, put letters in for Santa. It says mm-hmm. Santa's letter box. It's right by the stairwell. And uh, Liam, well, what produces, is Uncle
0: Sean getting him? Go ahead.
5: We're just saving our republic. The best gift we can give our children is to fight for our country. That's what I'm doing anyway. I I encourage all American citizens to call their legislators and fight for your country. It's yours to fight for.
4: Period. End of sentence. I have never seen such poor handling of not only the machinery, um, but the chain of custody from the very beginning I was so flawed. I voted in person. Everything went fine after that. The next day, um, my mom called the voter center and was told that somebody voted absentee in my name on October 7th. voters
11: well, did see the double counting on the jams. Um, I saw that several times. Um, they would take the ballots that were just, just scanned and just rescan them again. Something profoundly wrong occurred in Wisconsin during the presidential election. And the American people have a right to know about it.
0: I, 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 there's no doubt this was stolen. No doubt whatsoever. I don't have any doubt in my mind. And it's like, I cannot believe, I, I think I sent you, I sent it to James for sure today, the article by Newt that we went over earlier in the program. I'm reading this thing and I'm like, I always thought, I wrote him back, I always thought this could never happen here. And I, you know, I always brag that I'm, I don't get stunned or shocked anymore. This has all stunned me and shocked me. And I just, you know, the fact that and people ignoring like the whistleblowers we had on today, that stuns me. I mean, I, I just didn't think Russia could ever happen or Ukraine could ever happen or ignoring the Biden's foreign family, you know, corruption syndicate could ever happen or not vetting a candidate could happen or a candidate could hide in their basement and never get asked a tough question could happen. It's like it's just culminating into a, like an avalanche in my head. And I'm like, what the hell has happened here?
5: Yeah, I mean, I have to say, Newt's been one of the most amazing leaders in this whole process. You know, Newt has really been speaking out and telling people, you know, to stay the course. And it's not just about Georgia. You know, the raw data supports us, and that's what really matters. So you need to call your legislators. You need to ask for a recount. Our eyes do not deceive us. We can all see with plain eyes what's happening. Don't give up. You know, celebrate the birth of Christ by fighting for the country that he gave you. So that you can know that you did everything that you could so that the person that you voted for actually sits in that office.
0: Now everybody knows the Linda We know. I think that was well said. You
5: know, said. it's subtle, very
0: subtle. Uh first of all, no, I agree with everything you're saying. So first of all, let's go back get to out. Christmas. Mm-hmm. What should I get yeah. Liam for Christmas this year? I gotta get him a present.
5: Uh you know, trains, trains, and more trains. That's all Liam wants. That's all, all Liam talks
0: about. Well, my adopted nephews of Velma wanted iPhone 15s or whatever the new version is. Do you oh know what God, that is? No,
5: no. I don't even have an iPhone 15. I have an iPhone 8.
0: I think you're way behind. I have no idea.
5: No, I just my don't believe in break giving break my money to companies you're, like
0: that. Once my phone breaks and it doesn't work the way it should, I tell James, let's get a new one. And he looks Yeah, like a normal
5: it, like, person would just fix it.
0: I just guess so you know
5: but you do weird things you drop your phone in the tub in the toilet you drop it out of the car you've dropped it on the plane tarmac. toilet yeah
0: i've dropped a couple in the toilet i have i went out with uh keith kowalski fishing once right over the right over the side i'm like can we find it he looks at me like are you stupid he's like (laughs) yeah let's fish for it. it it'll be great
12: hey let's go diving you got your scuba gear
0: yeah well i don't would it work even if you did find it does it really matter
12: uh some of these phones are pretty waterproof now you know you have to put
5: it in a tub of rice and the rice will absorb the water from the phone if you're lucky but probably not now what are you guys doing katie
0: um let's hear about it
5: on the other side because now you got to take a break and then you can ask everybody else what they're doing
0: Uh, we'll find out what everybody's doing for christmas next Uh, remember we used to do santa first we had how 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 merry christmas what do you want hurry up Remember he was Santa a few years? How Yeah, was that?
5: Santa Santa had to take a break this year because his bag was full of ballots, and he didn't know how they got there. He's got to make <laughs> oh room for God. the presents.
0: Singularly focused. Singularly, singularly focused. That's it. One track train, baby. Uh, my head is killing me. We'll take a break. We'll find out what everyone's doing for Christmas next. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800 Sean. You want to be a part of the program, and we're talking to our crew here about what they're uh, doing for Christmas. You know, one thing I was saying to a friend of mine yesterday it's like from the time that donald trump came down that escalator to where we are it's a week from today's christmas we're on christmas break how did we get here it has been a whirlwind of like five years liberals they, they, they might get their little fantasy dream come true and they think oh this is going to be great you're going to have you hide in biden controlled by every radical leftist And every radical wish list item will become the country's nightmare. And then the media will say, well, we're not going to follow Donald Trump. And then they're going to realize that the guy hiding in the basement, which they already know, isn't all there. He's weak. He's frail. He's struggling cognitively. When it becomes transparent, then you can start asking yourself, didn't they see it too? Because everybody sees it. Nobody talks about it. You know, but you go back and you think of what this has been like. The primary 17 guys, you know, leading, leading into the, the three-year Russia lie hoax. I never thought these things could happen to this country. Never. Spying on a presidential candidate, spying on a president, you know, the witch hunters, the, the, the Russia collusion truthers out there, The media mob, you know, then we got big tech, the mob. They never deleted any tweets or Facebook posts uh, about the Russian hoax conspiracy lies. They never told the story of Biden. I thought it was bad when they didn't vet Obama. We vetted him. You know, we dug deep into the Russia collusion story. We dug deep into, you know, the impeachment sham and quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter. January of 2018, we started telling you about the Biden foreign family syndicate now that's front and center i mean and now you know when are we going to debate well who knew what and when about joe's condition when is that going to come up and then the, the but i will tell you the battle for liberty and freedom never stops it's every day i don't know where these five years have gone can't believe christmas is a week away because i feel like everything but christmas uh jc Ohm, what you doing on uh, christmas day what are you going to do
2: uh, it'll just be me and my uh and my immediate family just uh just relaxing a much needed relaxation because it's it's been a long year for personally for the family.
0: Yeah, understood. Uh Katie, what's you up to this Christmas?
2: Um, I'm going home to Chris uh, to Texas I'm gonna see my family gonna, uh, I'm gonna
0: go home and see normal people go ahead
2: <laughs> yeah I can't I can't wait um, my sister had a baby this year and it's just uh, it's changed the, <laughs> it's changed this year a lot uh, and it's been a hard year and um, so it's been it's just been great and Sean if I can brag on you for a little bit you have helped uh, so much you've helped this team just by giving us uh bonuses and, and, and just uh, during this time of, uh, of covid just being such a, a hard hard uh hard thing for everybody you've made sure that we've been taken care of and so i really appreciate that
10: you've blessed us uh, so much
0: i love everybody on this show and i know how hard you all work and you all deserve it um so thank you what you do every day and i I don't say it enough Ethion, you got the new baby now
12: Yeah, he's just over a year and a half, but uh, since I'm in New York, I'm going to say, and uh, just in case Cuomo's listening, we're going to have a very uh, COVID-responsible Christmas in case uh, the commie Cuomo is listening. You don't need to peer into my window or see if anyone's there.
0: That's How funny was that uh, the Twitter meme and, and the social media meme of, you know, it was Thanksgiving and Cuomo's peeking in the window. I think that was the funniest one I've ever seen. In between his policies
12: and de Blasio's policies, this state and this city are falling apart. It's really, it's pathetic. It's sad to see as someone that grew up here, and I'm sure you feel the same way.
0: Yeah. Alinda, I think five is like the perfect age for a kid in Christmas. So is that about right? We at like the five, six, seven, eight? ages. Oh, he's
5: loving it, man. Forget about yeah. it. He decorated the tree this year with us. We, you know, we've been outside and we've got 18 inches of snow here. So we've been outside. So he's and, in you know, snowball heaven. Oh, forget it. He said to me, he goes, Mom, this is what I need. I want you to make me like 50 snowballs and just line them up. I'm like, okay. And, and then what does you do goes, with them? And then he goes, okay, then I'll throw them at you. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, that sounds
0: awesome. <laughs>
5: like, Let me get right on that for you.
0: I made a mistake one year. The kids were probably a little too young. We had a hill in the backyard and I put them on, you know, like a, a, a sled thing to go down and then they got a lot of snow in their face. It did not end particularly well. Racing I, in the house. But they do have fun.
5: S- they, I mean, I did the same. We have a hill in our backyard and I don't have a sled, but we slid down on trash can lids, which is old school. And that was I did fun. that, too.
0: We were doing that. It's they fun. They actually work better.
5: They do work better. I had them on the shovel, too. I have one of those wide shovels, so I was, like, wheeling them around the front yard. I mean, he just has a blast. He just, you know, it's just about spending time with your kids, which is the most important thing in this year of bizarreness. I mean, they have no routine. They have no normalcy. The only blessing that came out of it was that we got more time with them.
0: Let me ask you this. I mean, in 15 years you've been on the show— do you think there's been a harder year than this one?
5: No, definitely not, not. even
0: close. Right? Not even close. I honestly, no hesitation. <laughs> no. no, I'm not. I'm, How I'm, can I'm,
5: you I'm, ask that? What what year would have been close? Well, I honestly, I I honestly felt like it had been
0: tough years. We yeah, had tough 2016,
5: years. 2015, leading yeah. into 2016, covering the entire election. We night, were on the road everywhere. Everywhere it was six. Was it 15 presidential candidates, Republican president or seventeen? 16? I can't remember. 17. Seventeen. So, we had to interview every one of them, go to their states, go to the thing. And then everybody was getting, you know, ticked off. Oh, you didn't spend this much, you spent this time. Oh and then I had gosh, to go through that? the. Do you remember I had to break down the amount of minutes that we spent I, interviewing? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am actually. I really? Is it? What grade am I in? I'm like, really, guys? You want me to? Okay, let's show the show. By the way, on ironically,
0: the I got the first interview of 16 of the 17 candidates. Yeah, you did. The one I didn't get, the first one was with Trump. Yep. How funny is that?
5: You know, And I never let him
0: forget it either.
5: No, and and you shouldn't. You know, he definitely knows who (laughs) his friends are now. I mean, he has never been... I've never seen a person, and this is the conversation I have all the time, particularly with people in my church, and I always say, you know, you can say whatever you want about Donald Trump. You don't have to like him. You don't have to have dinner with him, but... You know, he gave more money to historically black colleges and universities. He did the prison reform bill, which the crime bill was instituted by all the Democrats who say that they love, you know, equality. He was the person that had the most diverse administration for all these women in. He gave back to the veterans. He donates his presidential salary. He's lost money by being in the White House. It's like there there's there's not enough you can say. You might not like the way he talks. You might not like the way he tweets. But he's protecting the country. He's protecting the veterans. He's making
0: the world better for our children. I've been doing this 33 years. Tweet. Never. He's a force of nature.
5: He is. There's indeed. no.
0: He's a true American original. And he's he really a hard
5: is. worker. He's not like all these no. other presidents no. who are about the, you know, the experience of being president. He's already been the CEO and the president. You know, the nation is a business you have to know how to run a business none of these other guys they're all lifelong politicians they have no idea how to run a business or what it means to create and maintain jobs and health care and payroll for you know the american people and that's why when they throw around these numbers like this omnibus spending bill you know 1.3 oh, trillion gosh. dollars they don't, don't even, even know what that me means started.
0: you know when you really think back and we had to we were we were really for a while if you go back to 2015-16 We were kind of like I was taking we were as a show taking in so much heat because of I was I was vouching that he would govern conservatively. And look, after 20 some odd years, I'm putting it all on the line. If I say something, I mean it. And we were out in front. And even people now that have, quote, jumped on the Trump train late to think they're the super Trump patriots makes me laugh because I do have a memory, Um, you know. I I did say he's going to govern conservatively. There's never been a more conservative governing president in our lifetime. Uh, I would argue he's more conservative and governed more conservatively than Reagan. When Russia, Russia, Russia happened, nobody really wanted to do the, the, the hard work and the digging and the hours that we all spent on those topics. And then when the Ukraine stuff came up, I'm like, you know, it never ended leading into this election. And I have a couple of frust- personal frustrations on this because a lot of what I think went on, it, it was like being telegraphed. You can see, I could see it in slow motion building and building. And I'm like, you know, screaming at the top of my lungs. Do you have the poll watchers? Do you have the lawyers? And I think everybody was caught off guard, I guess. And I think probably maybe they... Maybe they went through the same thing I went through. You you just even after Russia, Russia, you think it can't happen here. I never thought the media could be this corrupt. I knew they weren't going to vet Biden, but they they not only were complicit in helping him hide in the campaign candidate protection program. But then they did all the dirty work, bloodying up Donald Trump, the other candidate, every single hour of every day. And they never stopped and they don't stop today. And for them, it's always also means justifies the ends. They don't care. As long as they get the win, they don't care at all. But it's a it's a slope that once you open that door, we become those countries that we we never thought we'd become. That's what happened. That's what is happening. That then now we're on it. Now we're at a tipping point. We tried to do this with live free or die. Warn people, America and the world on the brink. They weren't words that I hadn't put a lot of thought into. Um, I forgot about that. We forgot the book tour. That was a busy. Oh yeah, the year. book tour.
5: But you know what was interesting about the book tour was it showed what? us that we could reach people even when people were being pushed down, locked down. You know, you can't do anything. You have to stay in your house. We were able to reach even more people. And in a more that quick, was
0: amazing. It, it, yeah. it was,
5: it was really, it was amazing. And we had awesome hosts. You know, we had Herschel Walker. We had David Limbaugh.
0: Fun. Greg Jarrett did one. We had a lot of great people. You yeah, did one. Yeah, we really one. did. Remember yeah, you I did it?
5: one. Well, I, I kind of like video bombed you. I tried to do the yeah. one, but that was the day that they announced Kamala Harris was going to be the, the VP pick, and we got a little sidetracked on that one.
0: We even let Bill O'Reilly give me a non-cupcake interview. That was pretty funny.
5: Oh, my God. Did you hear what happened with that? No. Do, you want to hear a really funny story? I don't think I ever told you this.
0: No, you never so did. So
5: you kept saying that he didn't give you a cupcake interview, right? So Katie and I think say, oh, you know what would be really funny? If we send some cupcakes to Bill O'Reilly's house and we say thanks for the non-cupcake interview, right? yeah so we send this big box of cupcakes to bill o'reilly's house i'm all excited that he's going to Did think you send the magnolia
0: right? ones or did you send normal ones that people really like I don't know.
5: katie what did we send i don't even remember what the brand was to be honest with you so long story short we said we we send it we're all excited we get everything squared away okay fine and bill's on the next week and i'm like so how was your delivery and he's like what are you talking about i'm like mm-hmm. your delivery you know the one that i sent you ha ha and he goes, "Yeah, I I don't know what you're talking about." I'm like, "I sent you cupcakes. Get it, non-cupcake interview." And he goes, "Oh, the strawberries?" I'm like, "No, I didn't send you strawberries." He goes, "Yeah, you sent you sent strawberries and you said, "Thanks for the interview, Linda." I didn't know what you were talking about." I'm like, oh my God. "What? Were they like
0: chocolate-covered strawberries?" Yeah, they
5: were chocolate-covered strawberries. I didn't order chocolate-covered oh, strawberries. Not the Decatur. Very
0: romantic. Yeah, oh, it was very weird. Grief.
5: He was like, "Yeah, I didn't know why you were sending that." I'm like, "Yeah, I wouldn't either. That was weird. Sorry, dude." Anyways. <laughs> Did you ever
0: send them the cupcakes?
5: No, I said forget it. I tried. I lost. I failed. Forget Moving about on. it. Moving on.
0: All right. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Uh, William, Florida. We got time for you. How are you, sir?
9: Merry Christmas, Sean, and all of you wonderful people working for your show. I'm oh, thank you, you guys, and just we appreciate hey, it. Listen, you, listen, no, we appreciate you. And I wanted to call you, and I had to call you. I've been I've had so many conversations with you over the years that you didn't hear the part of it because you're on the radio. In my truck mm-hmm. or in my house, but wonderful, wonderful conversations because you are a truth teller, and people need the truth today more than ever. I don't care if it's a hard truth, and it's a sad truth, and it's a horrible truth. You're telling the truth, and we need that more than anything else. I want to encourage you. I know you keep getting beat up by the media. You, along with Laura Ingram and the I great don't one, Mark care, and in Russian. Yeah, good. I know you guys don't. You've got the blood in you. God has put that blood. He's called you into doing this, and I want to tell you how much I appreciate it. Especially one thing that you do every night at your show. What's that? that? You say when you say, "Let not your heart be troubled." My father died when I was six years old, so my grandfather became wow. my most important M- M- father and that was yeah. that was his favorite verse. You know, "Let not your heart be troubled." You believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there, you may be also. Our Lord Jesus, that we celebrate this year, we celebrate every year, we are so thankful for. Listen, God says He is not mocked. The truth is going to come out. And it's going to continue to come out, and I'm going to encourage you guys, and I'm telling you, I'm praying for you, along with millions of others who are hearing my voice right now, and hear your voice every day on the radio and on television. Well, I've, I've got
0: to tell you something. You. i I got to say goodbye, but let me tell you, let not your heart be troubled. We'll figure this out. The battle for liberty and freedom never ceases, Ever. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. I can't believe it's Christmas week uh, next week. It's unbelievable. Troubling times. Remember, Reagan said freedom is but one generation away from extinction. It can't happen on our watch. How do you defend it? How do you stand up for it? Well, we're always going to find a way because the fight for liberty and freedom never, ever ends. Ever. Not at any time. Let's not your let not your hearts be troubled. Have a great, great Christmas. See you right back here uh, after the new year. As always, you make this show possible. We on this show love you. Wish you and your families the very best.